Hey guys, before we get started, this episode of Beer and Other Shit, the podcast is brought to you by High Season Co., a social media agency with over a decade of marketing experience who are crafting the way brands are perceived online. These guys aren't just marketers, they're liquid enthusiasts, craft beer nerds, hip-hop heads, and Gary Vee disciples. So is your social media looking tired? Are you having trouble getting to your customers? High Season can make it happen. Check them out, highseasonco.com. That's highseasonco.com. Now let's drink some beers. Are you a brewhead? I'm a brewhead. Are you a brewhead? I'm a brewhead. Y'all a brewheads? Yeah, we brewheads. So pour a glass of craft beer. We can do this. Yeah. What's good, y'all? This is C-Certified Brewhead, and welcome to episode 107 of Beer and Other the Podcast. Today, ladies and gentlemen, we are in gorgeous, mountainous Colorado, Durango, to be specific, at Scar Brewing with Joe and Arlo. Gentlemen, thank you very much for hanging out. Mm-hmm. Appreciate Thanks. it. Um, thank you for having us. It's great. This place is awesome. It is huge. We've got mountains out the window. It's a good time. It's a good time out here. Um, so what we'll do before we get into the beer stories, guys, let's, uh, let's crack something. What, what shall we start with? Uh, we probably should start light. Probably yeah, Mexican start lager. Let's do it up. Just, uh, you know, crash your palate before. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Tell us about this one. Uh, this is Mexican style lager. Mm-hmm. Fairly easy drinking. I'll let you pour your own. Thanks. I'm not a, I'm not a server. Savage. Savage. Super lifestyle Mexican lager. Uh, funny story is years ago, we were all packaging and Dave came out of the office and said there was a yeast strain on sale. We were like, he's like, we should make a Mexican lager. And obviously, it's a like a play on words, gotta totally with some sauce. Mexican nice. guy with a chainsaw. Yeah, yeah. So, he's a Mexican logger. I love it. Slash logger. <laughs> yeah. It's perfect. Um, I noticed these a lot in the states. It's very cool. Cheers, guys. Yeah. Cheers. Super light, super easy. Sometimes people put lime in it the whole bit. Do you guys add lime in this at all? Mm, nice. We, we don't, don't add have lime in it, but people, people garnish. People like garnish. garnish. Is that still looked down upon at all for uh, this type of beer? Probably. <laughs> so you know we put it, we do it here though for anybody who orders a pint you'll, it'll automatically you know, like, come with one but okay. the whole like lemons and hefe controversy stuff we don't really have that here it's so, pretty, you're pretty yeah. chill about it yeah and we don't even have a hefe so it only comes up with this beer and and it's probably more because then people will ask for it so we just put it there if you don't want it don't use it Oh right, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's not, I like that. Twenty people come back and ask for a lime, right? Like, yeah, he's like, God damn, he's a he's a ball. Um, <laughs> gotta get the beer photos. You know the drill. Oh, nice. <laughs> there we go. Thank you. Tell crisp light lager. Um, yep, it says what it is. Refreshing. Yeah, he's drinking five two, which is kind of like I guess on the slightly higher end of the Mexican yeah. lager kind of situation. You yeah, probably like a bit high falls. Uh, and, and we were like one of the the early um, Mexican lager style mm-hmm. uh, craft beer breweries. Yeah. I mean, I really don't know anybody who was doing a Mexican lager before Ska was. And it's been around for a while. I can't... Yeah, it's been over 10 years. Really? Easily, yeah. I feel like I see them... It doesn't happen too often in Canada, but I notice on the West Coast, it's it's very common. Yeah, it's popular now. It's popular now, but you yeah. guys one of the early ones? We were... Probably the first one in the yeah. states. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That we know that would, that definitely the first one. I'm gonna one go to Canada. Canada. The first one. <laughs> but I feel like as far as you know, 
making it. You can let the rest world. of the world sort that out. But we were the first. <laughs> we were the first. <laughs> <laughs> Prove me wrong. <laughs> I like that. That'll line up your comments. <laughs> <laughs> now we're going to get angry. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> I love it. All right, let's get into the beer stories. Whoever wants to start. Like, how did you get into beer? What's, what's, what's the deal? Well, I drank a lot of it in high school. Got arrested a couple times, even. <laughs> and then, yeah. Good growing young man should. Yeah. And uh, my story is it's really funny. I never, I uh, actually graduated college with a high school teaching degree. Nice. And never, uh, never used I missed it. a job. And then I needed a job to fill until the next round came around. And I walked into the brewery and I was like, I have a job I don't know what I'm going to do and they were like this guy just quit packaging so you can jump on the line <laughs> back then the line was a lawn chair and some stickers and I sat there and <laughs> hand labeled all this by myself <laughs> for an hour or two and 17 years later I'm, I'm here <laughs> that's crazy did Doing you podcast were, in a book yeah. were you, were you a, uh, a big beer fan at the time or was that sort of like oh a, yeah, yeah 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 like a craft beer because that's like pretty ahead of the game like 17 years ago is yeah, I actually was fans of these guys even. They were just starting up, you know, so I, I would come over here and hang out. I knew them, you know, from hanging around town. And, well, it was a small town, so okay. it was pretty easy. Yeah, craft beer was starting to get going, so it was fun. Right. I mean, was it, like, when you say starting to get going, like, I would probably consider that time frame to be within the last five years, generally. If you'd like oh, it moved up. I mean, but there was... But maybe it's earlier. It was a bit of a boom in the eighties, and then a bit of a crash in the early like nineties, and then like ninety five when the breweries started. They were starting to come back around, and there were breweries that were sticking around. You know, there was some solid companies in Colorado, right? You know, that were just getting going. That were that Doing were pretty well solid. That are still around yeah, yeah. today. You know, Avery Left Hand, Great Divide, us. You know, a few companies that have managed to to be here for the long haul. So right, is that. Is would you say the Colorado was ahead of the game nationally or or even potentially internationally with with the oh, craft beer? Was ahead of the game. I, well, I thought there. so. Yeah, I I started Florida, brewing. So. Yeah, I started <laughs> brewing in Florida like twenty five years ago. Oh wow! And uh, it was really hard to to sell what I like to make in Florida at that time because everything yeah. was so light and it was only American lagers around. You make anything dark, people oh, yeah. react. Yeah. You know, even a like a wheat beer was crazy back yeah. then. So <laughs> I kind of had to get out of Florida just because of their palate. So the company I was working for back then, way back then, uh, opened up a Cherry Creek store in uh, Denver. And so I transferred with them. They opened a new store and it was just nice to get to what I thought was a lot better beer culture in Colorado right. than on the East Coast. Yeah. And and so I worked uh, for a couple, I was a head brewer for a couple companies on the front range. And I worked for the Wincoop Corporation, which is okay. John Hickenlooper's uh, business back then. He was, uh, uh, Wincoop back then was, um, you know, rebuilt basically downtown. So there's this rebuilt Denver. And with that came a whole bunch more breweries too. So. Yeah, and then and then the front range. I what's I, the front range? Sorry, the front range is um, Denver. Denver. Uh, it's a it's a corridor. It's the I twenty five, I twenty five corridor in Colorado. That the two biggest um, towns, Denver and Colorado Springs, are. So right. that's where the population is. There's 
and the colleges are all on the front range there. So uh, front range meaning that side of the mountains, right? So it, yeah, the road is the road is on the end of the mountain range, and then it's Kansas flat. It looks like this, and then also the front range. Right. So uh, yeah. when we were coming in, we were like, why place. is everything so flat? Like, we don't understand. Like, what are these damn mountains about? Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they start up that road. Yeah. But then, right. you know, there's a lot of sprawl in that area and stuff. So I I just tried to it get was to definitely, go. Yeah, it was, it was interesting back then, years ago. Yeah, yeah. Arlo and I have known each other for a long time. Yeah, yeah. We've different been. companies, too. <laughs> Yeah. I've always been this guy, but he's been around. We've all, We've all been to the same brew festivals, and they ended up being good buddies because it was a small crew yeah. back then. They were like, like carnies. We're all carnies. Yeah, there was like <laughs> twelve breweries. It seemed like that went to that Everybody. that were doing it right and going to all the events and stuff. And everyone it was a very tight community back then, right. and it, it's still yeah. tight. But now there's so many breweries that it's really hard to even know the names of all of them in in right. the towns where I've lived and stuff. Like it's it's a crazy world compared to back then but you know I also think that the beer's better than it was back then it's evolved yeah. different things um, oh, yeah. a lot of different good. techniques have evolved and um, back then the internet wasn't the way it is now too no. so it was more of a like word of mouth craft or you had to be taught by a, a pro a master that isn't gonna like uh, divulge his secrets to the internet and tell everybody his stuff so you know now, information has always been shared through brewers uh, very generously, especially in the Colorado group of uh, brewers that we hang out with. But uh, it, it seemed like it was harder to, to learn techniques back then than it is now. Right. But Just because yeah. of that lack of the, the sharing? Of the sharing of information, yeah. Being there and just, people. There yeah. was still the conferences and stuff like that, but it, it's nothing like it is now. Right. Now, yeah. you know. I mean, so you need cell phones. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. So he, was, he just couldn't call up a dude and ask him some problem. Yeah, right. Yeah. Or you had to get on the landline or hope that he would answer him. while yeah. you were standing there going, oh. There wasn't as much competition stuff. back then. <laughs> so people that had like sh- more shitty beer yeah. would still sell it. Now right. the shitty beer goes away quick. Real quick. Which yeah. is nice. But, you know. Do you guys, what do you prefer then? As guys who've been in it for so long, like what? Do you prefer? Do you think it was something? There was something lost in the growth. Uh, I don't know. Getting deep early on. <laughs> well, I don't know what I'm. I still about. like pale ales. I yeah, always I have and still do. But uh, I feel yeah. like yeah. I mean, some people just will try to be different and make up some junk that isn't that good. But I mean, <laughs> we're talking I about fun. Uh, <laughs> okay. I mean, I like. Yeah, for the most part, I mean, I I still like a good IPA, and I mean, and I think a lot of people like, went from like anything. Yeah, in the last five years, all these like beers that have a lot, uh, not, I want to say gimmicks, but you know, the sourness, fruit, all the things right. that you know, I'm doing them too. But well, everyone, I still like uh, when like we just recently uh, made an Oktoberfest and going back to um, making a clean traditional lager. Right. Is super, and it sold super fast. It's super <laughs> hard to do per, right. So, like the craft of like dialing in something hard and where you can't you can't hide flaws behind you know sweetness or huge hop amounts or something like that. I really like that people are going back into that world and trying to uh, 
dial it in instead of always you know have your ones that are like you know off the charts i mean we have pink vapors doing pink beer and stuff like that too but also make a solid lager you right. know do something that's hard you don't have to and you know that's what people in breweries you find yourself going with drinking on the daily basis after work the more traditional ones or i do i go yeah. back to the basics I'm the brews as well. mm-hmm. i think that's why we'll get to it in the one of the um, lightning round questions but it's always the brewers always come down to, I would say probably like 80 to 90% of people we speak to always say, exactly that. You don't want to work 14 hours sweating your ass off making beer and then give me a 9% double IPA. It's, yeah. it's not what you want. There's times for that though. There's absolutely <laughs> There's always a time for everything. Um, Should have seen us on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, so Saturday actually, let's lead into that. Saturday was your 23rd. Yep anniversary party which yep. unfortunately we weren't able to come down for how was that what happened did it get messy oh, man it was great every year it's really awesome so we close off the parking lot we have really three killer bands we allow 1200 people we sell 1200 tickets and then we bring in 25 different breweries in their group so it swells up to about 1500 people amazing and it's just always a good time everybody's everybody leaves happy we don't have any Trouble Every single guys. person that works here volunteers three hours that day too. Nice. Um, so like the yeah. whole, you can meet the whole company by coming here and talk to anybody in any department if you just wanted to like meet the brewers or meet the people right. that do it all too. We're all here working it and partying, of course, and yeah. having it's fun. Not really it's, work, yeah. it's 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 a lot of work for one one day of partying, but uh, it's, yeah. it's it's always <laughs> worth it. And yeah, it's so fun to bring all. Your buddies to you know festivals are great, but bringing every all my brewer friends to the actual brewery and yeah. then hanging out is really great. And they bring their beer too, right? They, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. They all have yeah. at least two or th- three. Some of them had way more than that variety. So yeah, and they bring and like a lot of the guys that come to our party bring their A game. They bring something. Cool. The fire. Yeah. Yeah. So, do they make do people make stuff just for it? But they always bring something good. So it's like there is a lot of double IPAs and a lot of unique like stuff. Like serious stuff. And then we always get like um, some uh, national acts, national ska acts too that really bring a, a fun vibe and it's, you know, it's great music to party to. to yeah. And yeah, it's really yeah, good. Ska's got a good vibe for that. That's yeah. like, I really like, we were talking, Emily and I were talking about before, the, um, like I really love brewery run festivals. There's mm-hmm. something that they offer because exactly what you said you bring your friends like they're not there because they're paying three grand for a booth they're exactly. there because you're mates with them and they're really like let's bring the fire it's beer all just now yeah. good ass time and drink good ass beer and listen to good music and yeah. good people and all that like I love that and, and they're not just sending you know some, they're sending the people yeah they're bringing the, 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 yeah. the people that want to come yeah, yeah. It's really cool. I love that. That's uh, that's crazy. Is there any footage or anything online or anything like no, that? I imagine there's footage. every year we do do footage <laughs> and stuff like that, yeah. and somebody's um, probably editing it or something. Yeah, and there's okay. Yeah, there's over the year, there's past year's footage for yeah. sure. Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing what it looks like. Okay, I'll check it out. Um, it's pretty wild. Yeah, it's, that's sick. It's a, definitely a destination. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, yeah. for, you know, if you're gonna come to Colorado, you know, it, it's a great reason to come to the Southwest too. Like. Um, I've done various jobs here like one of them was checking IDs and it's amazing how many people from that party are not even from Colorado they, yeah. this is a this is a yeah. trip and you know like all over the place it's it's a spe- it's kind of a sp- it's a special party you know I I think that and we really try to make it as fun as possible that's fantastic if yeah. you can get past the pre-party 
The pre-party. <laughs> that gets real. The That's pre-party is just as good as the other party. We <laughs> <laughs> talk about that one. Yeah. <laughs> this sounds messy, I don't like and I like it a lot. I'm here for it. Um, what should we go next? Uh, Joe, probably. Well, let's do one of these two. Let's do a yeah. logger first. Well, let's do this one because this one's a little lighter. Let's do the logger. So, uh, yeah, this is our blonde. Here, I'll let you pour this too. What was the actual size? I guess it's a little bit of a difference being as lager is lager and a blonde is an ale. Right. Yeah. What are the other differences technically then between a, thank you, sir, um, a lager and a blonde? Well, this is an ale yeast, so this uses um, 1187, which is a, um, ye- a yeast. It puts a lot a little more esters than, um, like, fruity esters. Okay. And uh, then a lager would. And so it, and it balances the malt. There's also um, so, uh, some local, locally sourced honey in okay. this beer, too. That's nice. Okay. So well, this uh, gives it, like, a bit of a bonus sweetness? Yes. And, Sorry. Uh, Yep. Yeah, this is gonna be sweeter than the lagers, but uh, you can you can just yeah. barely taste the honey. The honey bready in there, a little more bready. Still creamy, like mm-hmm. soft. Yeah. The honey yeah. probably and it's got more as it warms, maybe. Mm-hmm. This is one of our oldest beers. This beer is yeah. almost twenty, probably twenty two. Oh, just true, but twenty three years old. This yeah, this one's one, one of our first beers. And it's been just, I guess, continue. I guess everyone always wanted a blonde and lagers uh, do take Yeah, and it's just kind of always... Like I feel like at the it's beginning of so our brewery, we, it was, was kind of like... It was all ales. And it's the way that... Where a lot of... I found a lot of America and Colorado did yeah. in the early part of um, like 20 years ago was they would start kind of like English-style beers, okay. like mostly ales, you know, every color... Of the rate of the yeah, yeah, yeah. The, of the beer spectrum yeah. Red, from a blonde dark. to a stout, <laughs> and know. then you know a pale ale, IPA, a blonde, yeah. uh, a like a porter uh, usually brown, a porter. That was the mo yeah. for that for was, everything. Yeah, back we then. all did it. We did exactly. Yeah, I think I I really that. Mm-hmm. Particularly back then, think about it. Twenty three yeah. years yeah. ago. I mean, what else would you expect? What else could you do? There wasn't really much else. Even then, that would have been like. I mean, and that was pretty. And that was pretty exciting. You know, compared to drinking. Cores like Bud Light, and Miller Light. Yeah. <laughs> Ambers and Blondes were still really good mm-hmm. sellers, you know? Yeah, I mean, then. we had our struggles down here, you know? You'd go into the bars and they're like, we got all the kinds of beer. Coors, Coors Light, Bud, <laughs> Bud Light, Miller, Miller Light. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember when people were starting <laughs> were like, to use... We got this new beer, try this. When, when you're trying to get people to drink the hoppier beers, like... like Beer with Cascade hops in it. Yeah. Back whoa, then, whoa, whoa. that was a big leap for yeah. people to, like, taste... <laughs> The hoppiness of beer, or even get an aroma out of a beer back then, was yeah. kind of like you had to like rub their back and stuff. Doesn't <laughs> 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 scared. Come on, just be calm, be calm, and carry on. <laughs> that was the opposite, I guess. Yeah, now now you got to tell people, hey, this is what beer used to taste like. You're like, wait, it's only six percent alcohol. You're like, I mean, like a lot of people. I'm not one to always drink, check the alcohol first, but I mean, a lot of people when I introduce them to beer, yeah, they only want to know is the alcohol. I'm like, you do care? I don't care more about the flavors, you know? Yeah. Sometimes it's good, like I mean, because I review them generally. I like to know because I think it just puts it in perspective, right? Because like you are one hundred percent about the flavors, and that is really all that matters. Mm -hmm. But sometimes, like okay, well, this is a six percent IPA versus 
whatever, it's a double IPA, so then it's eight or something. And just so you know what you're getting into, right? what to expect, maybe you considering how much you have to drink. Maybe you know, I'm a bit of a lightweight. I want to know if it's 8%. I've got to know that. <laughs> well, you know what? You know what? The, but one thing that the, uh, with the whole alcohol thing is like it's killing the session beer. Right. Like the session beers are some yeah. of the – some breweries put out session beers that were made specifically for flavor and, and you know, they may not have the alcohol – but they're tuned in just in this right nice spot that people aren't buying uh, like they should. Like a lot of breweries, uh, yeah. a lot of my friends' breweries, the session gets looked over or dropped because when you go to the bar and you're paying so much money for a six-pack, you look at the stats. You start looking at stats on the, on the bottle or can, and then you're like, well, this one is a better value for the money. I'm going to go with a higher alcohol when one that actually – you maybe favorite and all you got to drink is one more and you're caught up with that little gap right you're worried about not getting drunk uh, you can just drink more yeah I feel like it, but the whole ABV thing is killing this whole really great category in beer and one that maybe you can, you can maybe you can drink it all day if you're drinking a session instead of uh, yep. double IPAs which I'm not saying anything wrong with double IPAs but <laughs> you don't have to always you know sometimes you can have this, the poor session beer yeah, let's get. Me. Is it so? It's a it's a thing here then. People are because I don't think it's much of a thing up up north. I really don't feel like it's a thing until I see sales numbers and stuff like that. And across the right. board, it's like a trend. Yeah, and like I don't think that way, but I also don't pay for as much beer as most people. So I also go for Fair. flavor instead of like the dollar value. Right. Yeah, it's a bit of a trend. Yeah. I mean, but you know, as we sell some beer in Europe, that's what they want is the lower alcohol, which is tricky for us to negotiate. Right, because right. the taxes. Oh, so it just costs oh, so much. Okay, there's more tax on alcohol in like the UK and Sweden, uh, even in so even in Australia. Yo, yeah. oh, beer is absurd. Like this would be what does it sell for here? Say a can of say the lago or whatever. What would that sell for? Uh, it's well, it's like by the six pack. Oh, so you can buy singles. Uh, some people do, but most of them comes in six packs, so it's like it's probably a little over a dollar six pack dollar. Dollar twenty five. Okay. So that'd on be the like, it's yeah. seven ninety nine, eight ninety nine in places for a six pack. Jesus, this place is cheap. Um, that'd nine be five. Nine ninety nine. It would be five bucks a can, easy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and when we sell to our Swedish market, it's all sold by the can too, right? Yeah, and it's expensive. Right? It's like yeah, yeah, it's like four or five bucks. Yeah, but which is crazy. I mean, the IPA is, is definitely different, but. Yeah, I guess the tax the taxation definitely makes a difference with it. Yeah, Canada's no pretty crazy too. There's no tax on alcohol levels. In, in oh, the states? States? Yeah. Oh, so it's not like you can charge what you want based on maybe more on ingredients. Yeah, there's no added tax on as the alcohol goes up as opposed oh. to Sweden or the UK or even Australia. There's like three or different tax four, four different tax breaks as it goes up, I think. Damn, that's, I didn't think I'd that. <laughs> Did someone tell us that? No, that's crazy. You know, I'm surprised, I've been I'm surprised we're not told to make a certain <laughs> ABV for them too, just like to be like right below that. Oh, thing. like I'll if it's bet, 6%, you got to be 5 Maybe we should think about that next time we make it back. <laughs> <laughs> do something for that. <laughs> stay in a, a cheaper category. Yeah. Oh, we could do that. That'd be easy. Yeah, <laughs> it would actually. That's so dumb. Then the rules, the the whole prohibition thing, like at least over mm-hmm. here, like all the rules and the, like the, <laughs> I guess international didn't have prohibition like that. It's just so funny when you see it all, and like uh, there's crazy restrictions on completely arbitrary things. Yeah, you know, of just beer. It's like, 
It's pretty ridiculous. Well, we just, we, I don't remember when Colorado, now we're allowed to buy beer on any day of the week. What was yeah, that? Wasn't that wasn't that long ago. Sundays. We couldn't really buy it on six days a week. Yeah, couldn't Sundays be, you couldn't buy beer. Is it a religious state? No, I mean, I it's not supposed to be. Yeah, <laughs> no it's old, old laws. It's, like, it's old, old stuff. Yeah. Probably old religious laws. But then, you know, this is Colorado, so like we have a lot less laws than a lot of other states. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, weed's legal here. Yeah. <laughs> I, gotta, I, want, I gotta figure that. We just got here, so I haven't had time yet. What's the, Like, how does that even work? Like, is it like... You just have to have an ID, like, buying beer. So he's, that's what I was gonna say. You just walk in. You store. don't have to fill out a form or anything. I mean, now you, so you, just, you can go... There's Within a mile, there's probably four of them from here. Just, like, <laughs> liquor stores. You go there and, you know, give me your ID, and they're like, what do you want? We have 1,000 products that you can... Get a high from. <laughs> like, um, like close by here, right? Well, I'll show you when we're done with Okay. We don't have that sort of fun back <laughs> This place is like renowned for it. This is like the destination. Okay, this is a good And like, that makes all ships rise too. So like, the you know, everything's better because it's legal and in the open as far as marijuana is Okay. Had, I know we still have to talk about the brewery and stuff. We we'll get to it, but uh, <laughs> since we're on this topic, how do you guys feel about? I've heard people compare like we now with beer. As far as uh, people, instead of buying beer, they'll be like, "Oh, I can just go to the dispensary and grab right. some uh, stuff." Like, it, have you guys seen a, a, a like a? Is it genuine competition? I don't think there's a dip in sales, or, or if you want to, because more we get more weed tourists. Right. So who comes? Like so we're like a border town. Oh yeah, the border of uh, our state is a couple miles that way, so oh, yeah? people New will Mexico. drive. Yeah, from New Mexico. New Mexico, where it's not legal to, uh, to recreational wise, they have medical. But so right. you come over the border and then you stop, go get a go get a growler, and then go get a whatever you need, a whatever you need, and then yeah. drive back. It Don't helps. Me like, I mean, to drive back with it. <laughs> oh no! After you smoke it. <laughs> <laughs> Are you allowed to bring it back in or are you not supposed to drive? I don't know. So that rules. Bring it back Who knows? In. Why would I leave Colorado? Yeah. <laughs> That's the point. Yeah. You're going to leave my job. Yeah. Why would it close the call? Why would I leave Colorado? Why would I leave Colorado? No reason. No reason. Uh, okay, good. So there's not, like, it's not like dipping sales. It's not like a component. You, you're seeing it as... No, it helps. I don't know if I've seen it. I mean, I think... Honestly, if there's anything people always always had it. If there's anything that's dipping sales, it's different products that are coming out now um, within the beer scope? within the alcohol world, uh, like coolers and stuff. Like, like what are those things? Like the seltzers, alcoholic seltzers, like White Claw. And, have you seen those things? No. Yeah, they're. Don't tell everyone them. about them on the podcast. <laughs> Come on. Don't buy beer. Buy beer. Get back into gluten, you fools. <laughs> 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 but those are the same. Back into gluten. Come on, you fools. Dave's going to love it. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of these, like, they're called the hard seltzers or whatever. They're just basically water with alcohol and, like, maybe some fruit. I've never they're like, like 100 Aquatic. calories and. Yeah, like LaCroix with alcohol. Yeah, basically, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's... I see a lot more of those out. Mixers? I no, no, mixers. Pre, like mixers, like, yeah, like you mean mixers. like... No, that's like what we have in Australia, you mean, right? Yeah. No, I, th- I don't think that's that. Is it like a brand? Yeah, like seltzer, like a known brand that they yeah. just add alcohol to? 
Yeah, not not a known brand, oh. but there's companies like White Claw. That's the main one. One big one. They had like commercials during the World Cup. Oh wow, they got money then. Yeah. <laughs> are they like AB products and stuff? I'm, I'm not, not sure what they are. I haven't really looked into it. But that's what I see more at the stores when I'm out. Hitting the scene. But he is like looking around. Yeah, like Mecca of the country. A beer's still going well. Yeah. I think yeah. we just have a lot more competition and um there's less a lot of people. Even our town, like what's the population of Durango? Sixteen thousand. Is yeah. that it? Oh yeah, and then how many breweries are there right now? Oh, five. We lost one. We lost, lost one, but uh, <laughs> five, five, five breweries for 16,000 people. Yeah, the county's 45,000, so it's one not one every 3,000 people. Yeah, I mean, it's great. If, you, uh, if you're a beer fanatic, it's definitely a destination town. Yeah. And you can right. go snowboarding and uh, go mountain biking and drink some great beer and yeah. try marijuana because you <laughs> smoked it because it just got legal. Oh, that was weird. Where do we have our uh, do things legally? <laughs> We'll go to the grapefruit lager. <laughs> Good save. Good <laughs> <laughs> digressing already. It's safe. Um, all right, so let's actually get the what I want to. Let's talk about like what's the history of ska? Like how did it, how did it start? How did it come about? What's the deal? Ah, uh, I can fill that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you should coach me. Uh, it started, uh, well, we have three founders, uh, Dave, Matt, and Bill. Um, unfortunately, they couldn't be here. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, they're all busy. You get stuck with us. <laughs> yeah. Hey. <laughs> it works. Um, so, Bill and uh, Dave, especially when they were younger, in high school, they used to... Um, uh, <laughs> OCD, I like it. Oh, shit. Did you <laughs> notice? Dave's a good brewer, though. <laughs> They uh, they found one of Dave's dad's homebrewing books when they were in high school. Uh, Dave and Bill, they they grew up together in Colorado and got golden. So it's a grapefruit lager, by the way. This yeah, this is basically fantastic. kind of a version of our Mexican lager with just real grapefruit added. Love it. So it's got just refreshing. a nice, refreshing yeah flavor Tiny. to it. Yeah, and how do you like the aroma? It's fantastic. It's actually yeah. like I hate the artificial fruit. Mm-hmm. Like just put the real stuff in. You can tell the yeah. Not, Artificial. It's, it's when we when yeah. this went through a lot of iterations, uh, coming to where it is now, and like we had tried to take the easy way out and uh, do experiments in the mod brewery, which we have here, which is a, a small, yeah, sure. oh, a yeah, small yeah. three and a half barrel brewing system, um, and yeah, with using extracts and stuff, we couldn't come close to doing it not the right way. Yeah. Anyways, I'm sorry. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> so we used to use real grapefruit, which is nice. It's even better. It's perfect. Um, so David Bill yes. found the homebrew book. And it's this old dingy notebook and they they didn't know, like, they thought they were just goofy high school kids. They were just like, so where do you dump the alcohol in? They just thought you just dumped it in. And it was like a fermentation <laughs> process. And, stuff. and they were buying, like, bread yeast at the store, you know, and like making thing that's prison beer and stuff. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> 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 you know, because they just wanted to get Much drunk through high school. So uh, then they, their skills got better and they used to homebrew and they, uh, they always just like listening to ska and they always felt that it tasted better when ska was playing. So oh. as they kept going, they would give beers away at Christmas and time and stuff and they would be like from ska brewing and Bill's, Bill's kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> and then, as they got over in 95, uh, they found some old dairy tanks out in Grand Junction area. 
and uh, got a small loan from Bill's dad, and then kicked it off in a building just to, down the way. Right. And then. And that was 1995. Yeah. Crazy. And then it's just been. Going from there. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. So it's and like. Then we moved to this building like 10 years ago, I think now. I think it's been. Okay. About 10 years. Mm-hmm. And so therefore, that would make Scar one of the first breweries in the town, in the state. In the town, we were not because we had no. Carver's Brewery, which is one of the oldest breweries in the state. And they're from like 89, I think. Okay. 89. Yeah. Um, real. So we were, we were one of the earlier ones. Right. Yeah. Definitely early, here early on. And has that come through? Has, has it? What's changed over the years? Would Would you guys oh. say, as far as like, like <laughs> from when, from where you were in the nineties? I'm sure. Like I know clearly the beers, as we were saying, like the beer scene has changed. Yeah, drinkers, what they want has changed. You um, don't trash as many hotel rooms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's rules. Oh, there's rules. Yeah. There's some rules. This is trash. Yeah. Yeah. Nonsense. <laughs> The a lot of boys still have a reputation, though. Yeah. yeah. A good reputation. For yeah. fun. For fun. If you try works. to work hard and play hard, that's kind of the rules. Yeah. Um, that's really never changed. Okay. I mean, it's not uncommon to see us out mountain biking and then showing up at the bar that night. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah, we still like that. Yeah. And those guys still like to party, like, just like they did back in the day, the, yeah. the owners. I mean, it was kind of... You just had to make a name for yourself, so we just decided to do it a little rowdier. <laughs> hey, fair enough. That kind of comes through in the branding. To be it kind of it feels rowdy to me. At the time, there was nothing like this. I mean, yeah. when we were doing the bottles, and you can see some of the earlier artwork in here. Um, yeah. Sorry for all you folks at home, but oh. <laughs> yeah. so when we were doing bottles, you know, that's that's some of our early artwork. That's how we were designing it, and we had tattoo artists drawing it. And nice. Like, Looks kind of cartoony. If like you even read cold. like um. One of those, maybe it's the pinstripe one on the wall there. I'm like, maybe it says like, Dave's like, just fucking change this. He writes on the paper. <laughs> <laughs> and so we did some, some wilder cool. stuff and it was pretty funny. You know, nice. skulls and stuff at the time in 1995 in Colorado, that was nuts. People were like, your, your stuff's too edgy. We don't want to put it in our bar. We were really? Like, okay, whatever. <laughs> we fixed all that. <laughs> you got rid of the skulls? Turned no, no, we just no? waited until they got smarter. It's oh. <laughs> <laughs> way to go. Okay, so what's the, like, what was the, like, this, you know how some breweries would focus on Belgian-style beers, and some do trendy stuff, blah, blah, blah. Did Scar have a, um, you know, did they start out making... English-style ales. English-style, okay. Yeah, they were all English. We had a blonde ale, a pinstripe red uh, amber ale, okay. a stout, a porter, Brown, a brown and a porter, basically, and then the blonde, and then obviously we would do, like, we started moving into IPAs. And when actually, we were probably a little later to the IPA game. We were kind of just like... But when we did like, release boom. the Modus, it was a big, it was a game big resiny yeah. <laughs> IPA. Yeah. What is it now? It, I mean, it's, it's, it's similar, but uh, it's, it was, like, big and... Bigger in than your anybody face else's. Lots of dry hops and stuff <laughs> like that. Like, I thought that was a good move that we made back then so that kind of went with the brand if you get if the guys rowdy and everything you went like you know what the beer's gonna punch in the face and, too and to be honest if you reach over there yes we have a whole the whole brewery started as a whole comic book like the story with really? Scott Brewing they had kind of handwritten this and it took us about 20 years to get this done but <laughs> just money wise so yeah the whole story is Scott Brewing is this little brewery in the town of Durango and we're fighting rot guts and beer which is AB 
<laughs> yeah, the, big, yeah. the big brewery. The big yeah, we're rolling, and then rolling our brew, and, and the true blonde girl, she's the like secretary, but then she's like the heroine of the story, and uh, yeah, there's a whole story here. Of, and we're in the process of writing up another one, but it takes us a while. And so, yeah. yeah, so That's this awesome. is out. <laughs> we yeah, don't have, we just right. had a few copies, but um, so all of our labeling and marketing is usually tied with the comics. So, like this guy, so like, on the modus is like that's the pinstripe red guy and that's his two henchmen right. and so our pinstripe red ale which I don't have here unfortunately is one of those labels back there it's one of our early oh, cans yeah yeah this one as well and Chew Blonde and um, the porter was the ten pin bowling alley they right saw. fortunately we had to kill the porter it just was not was working <laughs> but yeah. we, you know we had it for a long time but then we loved it. so the Mexican lager had its own side story he, they tried to tunnel rot guts in under the border and and he, he, they went to sharpen their tools, and he fought them off with his chainsaws. So, yeah. We have it's like, a, yeah, we, have a, we get a little creative. They messing around. So yeah, we've we've got all that going on. You know, I, we probably should have led with that, but yeah, we get going. You know, we got that. We got that. Um, you mentioned the bowling thing. I forgot. So there's something else about you guys as well. Like I mean, clearly, you've gone to you know the the fun branding. Um, sort of, you know, I, you know whether it was crazy as beers for the time that have yeah. kind of the way things have gone, you know, kind of how it just keeps getting more and more ridiculous every day. Yeah. Um, the like something else, the bowling. You actually got like you're doing a lot of um, what's the word? Like you're reusing. Um, oh, repurposed the bowling alley. We made tables yeah, out of it tables and stuff and like that. And, and the bar downstairs. Yeah, we love the bowling like, alley. Yeah, this is so cool. I mean, as rowdy as we are, we definitely care about where we live. And yes. we're definitely way into, you know, environmentally sound products. You know, the brewery's fully solar. Yes. Um, you can, there's a screen fact. down there. You can see how much energy we're producing. We buy wind power. Um, all the, the stains on the floor are all environmentally safe. The insulation is old ground-up Levi's. <laughs> that's awesome. um, yeah, yeah so it's bowling alleys and should be containers. containers for the mm-hmm. for the restaurant. You know, it's as best as we can to repur- even like the railing out there is old like pipe from the oil and gas companies around here. So right. we do our best to like reuse as much as we can. It's very cool. Um where that come that's from? important. Oh, I think that's just um, important. Uh the owners are very, very into, into that. that. And I think the whole company is most people are very yeah. keen on that being a big part of our life. That's a cool thing. Yeah, like, <laughs> like we have a bike uh, bike maintenance station so you can, you yeah. know, and all this stuff to get people to, like, clean commute here and stuff like that. We we yeah. bought a, uh, a trolley, too, that we're going to end up uh, shuttling people around into so people don't have to drive or use Same. their cars to come here. Yeah. So anything, yeah, I mean, it's just the right thing to do. No, totally. It's awesome. It's, I mean, not everywhere thinks Donald. Like that, though. <laughs> <laughs> Are we going to go there? <laughs> we can go there. Too, no, we're going to go there. That's as far as we'll go. No, most of the world feels the same way. So we feel terrible for you guys. It's really terrible. You do not for this. Most of you do not for this. That'll let us the next round of comments on Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you're doing me a favor today, huh? Yeah. Jeez. Um, yeah, so Colorado has, like... For, for those who aren't aware, and this is our first time here, so we aren't familiar, but you hear a lot about it, you know, it's BMF, of course, but you guys are very well known for, I guess, that dedication to sustainability, environmental, um, you know, being conscious of that type of stuff. Like, 
is that come from just is it from maybe the surrounding environment being that it's like you're around these beautiful mountains and forests and uh, that stuff? yeah well, a fair bit of it probably does Durango gets kind of secluded and it's, there's two mountain passes that come in here you'll you'll drive over one when you go to your ray okay um but when we used to have big winters yeah we used to get socked in here for days you know and there was a lot of companies just like and shipping's really hard we don't have the interstate near us and everything so right. a lot of people just were like well right. we can just make it Skip ourselves it. here oh, yeah. <laughs> and just living yeah and yeah. living in this environment like the humans in this area of the world are just a little strip in this giant mountainous region so like you don't feel like you're in this big city where it's all yeah. concrete and trash and shit it's it's just beautiful <laughs> yeah. and it, no, most people like ha- are like-minded out here so like anybody doing the least a water bottle on the ground looks so out of place or anything like that that you just take yeah, that to the, every level of business you're doing you know I love that. We were just in New York a couple of weeks ago and it shocked us we, I know, we've both been there a million times but this the amount of trash in the street everywhere you go it's, yeah, it's, it's so just, it was like it, it kind of like threw us back for a bit like what what's going on because you don't notice it's clean Canada's really clean and like yeah, yeah. here it's gorgeous everywhere and it's just like you forget what that message said like what that, that sends a really strong message so that that's what the people feel about this place that they just like put shit everywhere it's kind of uh, horrible yeah it's crazy I like that about this it's super cool so where did, why is Colorado so good with beer? Like, where did that come from? Do you guys, well, I mean, the main ingredient that's locally sourced is water. So Colorado has some really delicious water. Like, um, yeah. everywhere I've lived in Colorado, I drink out of the faucet. I don't have to, like, oh, yeah? treat yeah, it. Mm-hmm. So we have a great start. Of course, we treat our water with salts, depending on what style we're making, to adjust it to the region that the style is originally from but I think um, even starting with you're basically uh, drinking snow uh, freshly melted snow most of the time right you know because it just and and we've also had I mean and to give credit to one of the larger we've had Coors Brewing here for a while we've had a tradition of brewing in the state that has always been here. Oh, they started here, didn't they? Yeah, so Coors Brewing started mm-hmm. here. So there's always been a small, a, a very decent tradition of brewing. Huh. And I think people just realized, they're like, well, we can do that too. <laughs> the Brewers Association is based in Boulder, too, yeah, in Colorado. Right. So that's like the big craft brew group. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, there's so many things. And the, the, the Great American Beer Festival is here. So yeah, everybody comes here and just... Everyone converges to Colorado for so many beer events. I mean, there's some big, like, California's a big beer state, yeah. too, and Michigan and all that, or too. Vermont, you know, Yeah. Vermont. But Colorado has always been, like, a home base <clears throat> that everyone would come to at least yeah. once a year right. to discuss things. The, conf- the, the, col- the Craft Brewers Conference. CBC's here often, right? Yeah, and it moves around a lot, but, uh, but still, there's Mexico's always there. a GABF here. Right, that's the best the permanent thing. But CBC, I think he's here next year. Yeah, yeah he's back here next year. Yeah, which is super cool. Um, we actually got a JBF next week as well as bucket listing for us. We've been keen as how. Uh, I'll see you there. Yeah, we'll be there. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll be, be there. there. <laughs> yeah, we'll see us. Oh yeah, I can't we'll have a few parties. We'll have to tell you where to go. Please, we're only on, we're only got one day, but less than twenty four hours in day. Oh, isn't that, oh man, isn't that I don't know how you can do it. Play thing in one day. I have to stay up all night. Water. <laughs> Water. <laughs> Water. I'm, I'm mildly scared 
because there's what four thousand beers, eight hundred breweries, or something there. Is it eight thousand? Some like absurd number. Like it's more than anything yeah. I've ever had before. I, it, it, the GABF is fun. I don't ever know what strategy to do. Sometimes I'll go for a style and say I'm going to drink as many of this certain style that I that I think is good. Or sometimes I'll do a region. At the very beginning of the festival, if you're in there early, you might want to find. There's a couple breweries that will get a line. So you want to get instantly. So go to the, like one that you you may never get you that may not get two shots at first. Oh, because they would tap out. But yeah, because yeah, a lot uh, of people bring one six dollar of something, you know, so and one seven and a half gallon yeah. container of, of the beer, and then that's all you get of it for oh. for the, all the people. So. You, you might want to, like, make us, like, a first couple a list. of beer strategy. Oh, okay. This is really good advice because I was looking on the website the other day <laughs> and they're not releasing the beer list until, like, the week of or, like, 17. even 17. Yeah, which yeah. Is Monday or something like that? It's next Monday, yeah. Yeah, it's, like, so two like, days before. Thursday yeah, Thursday before session. it's, like, three days before. We're going to only one's the Thursday session. Yeah. Which is cool. But, which like, I mean, better. it's kind of good, right, because exactly what you said, if I don't mess around, I can get straight to those joints. Yeah. But now, now I need to know, like, is, is it... If the line just get in... What day are you going to be not, there? If you don't have there. Do you have, like, a... Media pass. Me, oh, media pass. So you'll so be in the early okay. Okay. Yeah, we got the early yeah. If you're in the general the pop... Pass. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are you kidding me? I wouldn't be there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, get there early if you're in the general pop. Another... <laughs> if you can get back to another thing to do is, like, after the award ceremony, which is Saturday, uh, if you drink... If you try and drink down, you know, your favorite styles into three best, it's always interesting as a brewer to see what the judges were thinking about that year. Okay. So, like, I'll get the list. The minute the the winner's announcement is over, they'll have thousands of sheets of paper. You can just grab uh, the winner's list and then, like, haul ass to the gold medal winners and see... What the industry during the festival? See what the judges are thinking. The industry is doing right at the time. That's what I do. We won't, we won't be able to do that, though, will we? Well, next Thursday. next time. Next time. Next time. <laughs> I'm sure you'll yeah. be back. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. Me? yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm sure. Like, you'll be back. I'm not even question. Yeah. Um, okay, that's amazing. That's really good. So I'm gonna have to look at that and see because I, I guess it's stuff from everywhere, right? So it's not just Colorado. It's like countrywide or worldwide. Oh yeah. It's the entire country. Probably U.S. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they have all like like. Yeah, if there's a, sort of any respectable brewery that you may have heard about or been wanting to drink, it's probably it. going to have a booth there. Some people just send entries because of financially they don't want to spend all the money. But anybody oh, that you really that's on your mind that you want to drink, I'll bet you'll find there. You know, because I'm sure there's a bunch. I've tried to. There's a lot of really good pubs that don't make it because they don't want to spend the money to send their pub beer there if they're not distributing anyways and stuff right. like that. Yeah, because they don't know if the. And you know the return on the investment of bringing the people there, but you can it's find anything. You can you'll find plenty that you've been wanting yeah. to drink. All right, I'm excited now. Uh, speaking of wanting to drink, we dropped the Modus Operandi IPA. Oh yeah, uh, six point eight. Um, tell me about this one, Joe. Tell this was the dank. I oh, was definitely dank and resiny. Yeah, it's uh, got it's sweet. Yeah, and it's got some. Um, some like big flavored hops in there, like some of the flavors that yeah. descriptive flavors of some of the hops in there are like oniony or uh, garlicky or okay. resiny, and then there's floral and there's other stuff. But do you get like the Columbus kind of uh, yeah, mm. not onion or garlic, but just like that kind of 
that yeah. the hops are kind of, kind of in that category. Spicy. More than the tropical fruity stuff that we're doing in a lot of our other beers. This is more of the older older uh, flavors of hops, like not older flavors, but I don't know what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Close to the noble-ish. Well, not quite noble, but like the like a lot Ten, of the sea hops. Uh, the sea hops, yeah. yeah. The cascade. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. And we, okay. The malt backbone is a little bit. Yeah, it's got stronger. more malt than uh, than a lot of uh, than like a West Coast IPA. Yes, yes it's definitely more like of a malty sweeter. backbone. Yeah, definitely more on that sort of. Um, I guess, but it would have been back in the day. Was it more at the time? It was out there. People were like, "Whoa!" Like we we couldn't. That beer is ten years old next year, and for the first three years, we couldn't keep it in stock anymore. Yeah. <laughs> It was just it like was just ramped up. Was this when the like the, the palate wrecking IPAs were uh, it was older right in the there? Kids? And then yeah. it was one of the first ones in a can that was that dank, really good. You know, right. so people were like, "We didn't think beer would be this? like this in a can." <laughs> we sell quite a bit overseas too, uh, not just yeah. Americans too. And the, where are those markets again? We're talking about it. Uh, uh, Sweden, UK, Ireland, um, and then our Swedish guys send to uh, Finland and Norway as well. But right. we do, we do like almost two thousand cases a month of Modus in Sweden alone. Jeez. So for our other cans, we have to have a different printing of the can for That's Swedish yeah. market in Sweden. Yeah, in Swedish and stuff? because yeah. you know the American warning yeah. label is totally different, and even like. The units that they have, you oh, know, the recycling units. Recycling? recycling? Oh, yeah. The pin. They, they recycle they, up right the That's an American up, so. can, but. Because uh, of the yeah, size. Yeah, they're was different. It 12, 355 mil. Okay. Yeah, there's always like different can sizes. Every, every, like even in Australia, it's really weird. Like they'll have normally like a can of Coke or something is like 375 mil, like all the time. Yeah. They don't go by the fluid ounces on that. But like then the beer cans, they all maybe there's one this side, three fifty five. There might be a three thirty or three forty or whatever. Like there's just all wow. these different ones. I don't know why. It's like this inconsistency must cost a lot of them. It lot must. Of a lot of money. It just makes no sense. Like you don't notice yeah. them when you're getting them and you put them in the fridge. I'm like, why is that one shorter? It's not a five. It's not a tall can. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not sixteen ounce. It's not a sixteen or whatever or twenty. Like anyway, it's very strange. So this uh, can is like kind of a universal size from Ball, which is like the biggest canner okay. in like the. Maybe the world, I would think, in yeah. America at least. So it's good because uh, our equipment can, you know, it's like uh, if you keep it. if you keep the can the same size, people can trade equipment or sell it if they outgrow it and stuff. Instead yeah. of like retuning everything, I mean, it, you can adjust the heights of our fillers and stuff to probably accommodate for a tall boy or something like that. But yeah, we can do sixteen. Yeah. But that's it. Do you do tailblades, or is it always don't, don't do no. that? Yeah. Why do you do the shotguns? Um, just tradition. They were just kind of the yeah. They were the a good yeah, start. Yeah. Well, early on, our machines couldn't do tailblades. Our our first two machines. Couldn't in order do. to get, I, and we so mentioned the tour in, here. It's two stories of uh, conveyors yes, going crazy. all around. I don't know the distance of how long we <laughs> convey, but every single piece would have to be tweaked. And to, to the, do first, that. the first two machines we owned before the one we have could only accommodate this size, so we had right. we were kind of already in this world like what? before. Right. I think um, these these I don't know. Is it a trend here to do these cans? Because in Canada, it's become like everything was tall boys, and then a few like breweries would have like one brand 
that would just be in the short cans. Huh. And now it's become this whole thing. Like, oh, they're they um, using think, the six-pack short cans. Like, like it's a thing. Uh, I think like so it's the 80s again. A lot of breweries are going to, more, I think, to more of the tall cans, I think. Interesting. So switching. Because I think there's a lot more options this in convenience. Um, there's convenience stores that allow, like, they just want to sell singles, but big ones, and a lot of people are trying to oh, get I into see. those markets. Oh, so these are, like, the, that's what you were saying, like, it was weird to you were suggesting buying singles, I guess, because I'm thinking from a tall can's perspective, which is... Yeah, if you're buying tall can, if you're buying singles, I would get the yeah, tall one. Yeah, get the tall one if you're going to get a single. But like, some of the convenience do sell singles. <laughs> right? Most <laughs> of the main stores, you sell six-packs, but a lot, some of the larger, like, uh... Which will start happening. Convenience stores will sell the singles. Can salt, you, tall singles. Okay. Can you break up a six pack of something like this? Yeah, you can do single? that. But people don't do it. Uh, some people. There's do. a store that the closest liquor store to where I live in Durango does. He does a lot of that. Uh, just yeah, wants you to uh, mix and match. Why? Uh, just just because you I mean, try more stuff. And yeah. I'm guessing because he probably charges you. Oh, a, a premium for that? I don't know. No, no. I don't know. I like it because, yeah. because like for me doing like if I want to try new beers, I don't want to. And since most things come in six packs, I don't want to buy, a, you know, three six packs to drink three beers. But there I can get six beers, pay for one six pack and, and know what. Like, different things. Yeah. And, yeah. and not have to, you know, go through six of them to decide if I'm. <laughs> Enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I always ask my friends as well, all the craft beer nerds, like. Do you buy a six? Like, I wouldn't even buy, I buy a six pack of anything, ever. <laughs> I would, like, let alone a case. Like, because like, we were joking the other day. Like, Depends on how many moochie friends you have. Bring your own. <laughs> <laughs> Being a brewer, I get invited to a lot of things. Yeah. I don't know if they like me or if <laughs> they just think yeah. that I'm going to bring the beer. with no beer just <laughs> to blow oh, uh, Wait. I got a bottle of wine for you. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> I'm going to do that. I <laughs> <laughs> have a cooler in the car just <laughs> Oh, you didn't want wine? <laughs> That's actually really fun. Ben. It's just a completely different like vibe. I just can't think of anything I would buy a six pack of because I'm, I don't know my aim personally. Most people I know are always to kind of try new things. Mm-hmm. Often I'll get maybe two, like you said, like right. a fridge pocket, but just more to like have it once and then maybe you will have a bunch. Of, you want to have it again just a second time just to be sure. Yep. Like for the most part, but I just can't. Yeah, buying myself buying the six pack of everything, so a mixer pack is certainly appealing. It's just fascinating to see the the small cultural beer cultural. Yeah, like, no, that's definitely a thing I never thought about that, but it it, it is kind of yeah. You got to commit to six, and you, hmm. it's just large. I mean, it depends. Like, I have no problem committing just these three. At well, that's six like seven. crushes, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the stuff you keep in your fridge these, at all times. Six of these go down like no problem. Yeah. That's the stuff, you know what, that probably is, I probably take that back. That's This is the type of beer you would have a case for yeah. the tight-ass friends who come and, around and want some beers. And then our SKUs, like we have some uh, mixed... We mixed, do mixed 12 packs. 12 packs. As well, so you can, like two of each. So one's called Hoptions, uh, and it's three of our hoppy beers. Okay. All right. And then yeah. we have, I mean, what would our SKUs now? I don't, I'm not sure how Our mixed pack is our uh, Mexican lager, Modus. Pinstripe and Chublon. Pinstripe and Chublon, yeah. Yeah. Well, I should know that. Yeah. I feel like I should know that. Yeah, you should know it. Carousel. Carousel. You're pretty aware. But yeah, that way you get a big box of all kinds of different stuff. Genius. That makes a lot of sense. And then we just did when we're doing a case pack where it's two different beers in a case and just like so it's such a fun mix and match things for people so they don't like I think that's really cool to do that and like give people that option so you can like have a. 
Yeah, they move really well. People like them. Uh, Cause, Cause stuff. Yeah. Because if you're gonna be, if if you're of the mindset to be purchasing that stuff, like when I was before I was heavy into craft, I did do that like back in the day, and that was appealing to me. If I could get yeah. like some sort of mix pack where it would yeah. be like you know four different beers. Of, of, of four it's beers. fun because you're like, what's this one? Oh, yeah, hey. Yeah, right. Or you can split it with like a few friends and then like no. everyone's like, yeah. no, 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 I like that though. Okay, that's sick. Um, what are you guys doing? Anything? Is there anything else like coming up? I heard there's a uh, IPA coming up. Oh yeah. By the time people see this episode. Yeah, the one of the next uh, ones that. Oh yeah, here's, that's what, that's oh, here's one of our one of our. Thank you, Emily. And this is cool. Yeah, that that one. Some shameless product promotion. Yeah, I like yeah. it. It's perfect right here. So this one has the. Okay. Yeah, this one. Some some. This was probably. Uh, oh, there's a pinch Somebody right. needed a beer today and grabbed the Mexi out of there. Gotcha. Uh, <laughs> that's the other guy. Okay, sick. Yeah, and that's this one is of the old beers. And yes. you know, and you could tell like even we're still going with the old cartoon thing. Like this looks like cells of a cartoon and like blam, pow, kind of like you know <laughs> thought bubble. I love that. <laughs> no, that's super dope. Like the branding is uh, is key. It's consistent AF. Um, I love that. What were we about to say? So we're talking about, do you have a new idea? Oh, yeah. So one of our next beers up here, uh, I don't think we have a can up here. Uh, we've made a couple um, in the Mod Brewery, which is our R&D brewery. That, um, With the mountain bikes in it? Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> it was raining. I had to get my mountain bike out of the rain. It can't get exactly. wet. It's a mountain bike. No. And uh, yeah, that brewery is a three and a half barrel brewery. So we can do double brews uh, and make seven barrels at a time. Uh, we do a lot of experiments and like tweak these beers like these two beers we made like four or five different variations before we decided on what uh, how what does to stop experimenting on and uh, so we've just made one in there it's a it's a style that you may have heard before that um, started in uh, Southern California it's a brute IPA. There's an image. Yes. Oh, nice. Moral panic. Moral panic. It <laughs> doesn't yeah. mean anything political. Is it Northern California? It doesn't mean anything. So <laughs> I love it. Like the shield. That's a sexy looking can. And so that's a brute IPA. So we good. use uh, glucoamylase, there we go. Yes. which is an enzyme. There's going to be amylase in grain anyways, in the husk of the grain. Right. So when you're making a beer... You add the water, you crush the grain, you add the hot water in the grain at a certain temperature, and depending on what temperature you add it, you you get certain um, enzymes that will break down the sugars, break down the starches to uh, a digestible form that the yeast will turn into alcohol and, and dry the beer out. So this beer, a brute, just like... The name that comes from sparkling wines mm-hmm. in champagne is a very dry form of beer. So the glucoamylase, we put it in the we've put it in different parts of the process, and um, we've decided that the mash for us has been the best part. It'll reduce the um, it'll start breaking down the starches, and then when we boil the beer, it'll stop the process. So hopefully, it's at the point where we reduce the sugars, the uh, starches. <clears throat> To make a really dry beer, uh, treat it like a normal beer, boil it, but um, 
instead of adding hops in the boil, like almost every single other beer we've ever made yeah. in my entire life, we don't put any hops in the boil. Right. So you uh, cool it down, which is called knocking out, put it in the fermenter, and uh, then add the hops and the yeast at the same time. Hmm. And it's really changed, and I wish I had one for you. Sorry, we don't. We don't have any left. Oh, I know right. there's a six still somewhere. Uh, <laughs> the aroma is amazing when you do this technique, and right. it makes this beer that has a really wonderful uh, citrusy tropical aroma, and then when you drink it, the bitterness, because there's no isomerization, is boiling the hops to get bitterness. Mm-hmm. Nothing, None of that happens because we don't boil the hops. So you get this very, very, very low bitterness with a very, very huge aroma and very dry yeah. and easy to drink. So like if you're a pale ale fan or if you're an IPA fan, it's totally a different experience than what you're used to, even though your nose is telling you what's gonna happen, then you drink the beer, the bitterness is low, and uh, the mouthfeel is really clean and bright, highly carbonated. Mm-hmm. It's just really fun beer to drink. I really love it, and it's like, the, oh, yeah. it has the best aroma of any technique I've ever used yeah, to get. it's a New England uh, IPA uh, technique, I believe. It is, yeah, that is a New England IPA technique. And But this is, we're also uh, not going to, when we make, we've made some New England IPAs, we make them hazy, you know, it's not a big yeast uh, mud, mud thing. No, it's never been like that. But this one will be crystal clear. No? We haven't made it in the can yet. We're, we're probably going to get it bright, but it may be, we may leave a little teeny haze in it. it might be I think that's haze. a good thing. Yeah. How do you guys feel about haze? I don't, well, we don't we want to have a politics. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, we have That's a the centrifuge. The we have a centrifuge. So if we have haze in our beer that went to the centrifuge and went through uh, our polishers, um, there's a problem because we have the technology to get the haze out of there. Right. When it comes to making New England IPAs, I think that there's plenty of room for all kinds of styles. And I like uh, New England IPAs. I don't ever buy them. I, we make one every couple months. I'm going to make one next week probably again. Okay, we just missed it? Just because the customers yeah. really want them to. Yeah, they're the best. And, the, and, and I really, but I don't really, uh, as a production brewery, yep. I mean, I'm sure we have a tasting room, they don't ship well. Oh, no, they're terrible. Not yeah, so, like, for us, it's a logistical uh, thing that, you know, we would rather, we'd rather do the brewed IPA, mm-hmm. which because we're... Clear, uh, clearing it and stuff, it's going to have a better shelf life and it's going to ship better okay. and it's going to get to our customers better. They won't have to have a two-week time frame or something like some people are doing. Yeah. So, they drop but, but, which is okay. But making them here that. in the R&D facility to serve here, <clears throat> that's fine. Right. If we're serving here and we are taking care of our own beer, we're not sending it across the world, that's and, fine. And then I, then I, I have full confidence in us to to keep it, sell it, we only make enough to sell it fresh. Out of here and it's just in kegs and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, and not um, just get, get not rotated to the back. No, it's perfect. It's totally the best way to do it. Um, the beer we're drinking now, I actually forgot to talk about, the Modus Mandarina. So it's like a variant of what we were just drinking. Yes. The last one. <laughs> <laughs> the more ridiculous, the better, boys. Yeah, all right. Um, yeah, so this is a 6.8%. Now it looks like it's dry hop with Mandarin and Bavaria, Wicked German mm-hmm. hop. Yeah. And uh, orange peel. Orange peel, yeah. yeah. Lots of orange peel. Love it. 
It's definitely more citrus than the uh, other one. Yeah, similar. Definitely. I guess similar profile. Yeah, Pretty Pretty different dry mm-hmm. hopping. Same um, start, like same bittering hops thing. and stuff like that. But yep. the fruit really balances it differently. Yeah, it's it's totally like it's and it's, you know dry. even the can it's kind of the same, but it's a little. I never the oranges. Yeah, oranges. I love the orange heads. It's beautiful. Um, I love it. How do you guys feel about a lightning round? Are you ready? Sure. Are you ready? Whatever you want, man. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah. We got one beer left, too. Oh, we do this perfect. Well, we can we can always figure that out if we need more. Yeah. It's, it's a brewery, right? Um, it's a guilty pleasure beer. Beer you would not admit to your fellow craft beer drinking nerds that you enjoy. Well, yesterday I saw this oh, guy at a bar. <laughs> I was drinking, like, banquet grenades. Ba- uh, Coors Banquet? Coors Original Grenades. Just because I was in a dive bar. Oh, and, you, you know, you got to have a glass bottle in case a fight starts. Uh, no, just Very true. That's <laughs> how we go back home. Break that thing. Like probably uh, Coors Banquet is probably my. That's funny, yeah. That's one. Or PDR. We like PDR. He was drinking, too, bloody. he was drinking bloodies yesterday. Well, so. Bloody Marys. <laughs> still recovering. After right? party. After party things. But he bought me breakfast, so I should, probably shouldn't have told on him. No, you shouldn't. <laughs> Snitched to everyone. <laughs> Um, opposite beer you would decline under any circumstances no oh. you went to a barbecue you didn't have a case of your Mexican logo I haven't turned down a lot of beers in my life I don't know man <laughs> no I drank the beard I drank the beard beer oh from Rogue from Rogue was awesome but the V beer I might not drink oh yeah I saw that one the the V beer I don't know you know about the that the vagina beer yeah uh, yeah probably not drinking that <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like but like if you're gonna say no, no. I'll I'll try most things because you know I, I I really like to see what people are doing. Like the other day, I was talking to one of the brewers, and he had this really weird, yeah. idea, stupid idea. And I was like, okay, I'll think about it. And so I'm not gonna like poo-poo anything yeah, without yeah, trying yeah. it, even yeah. if I have no, if I don't believe it at all. But I don't okay. know. What's yeah. yours? PBL. Can't stand it. Uh, burn it. Burn it all. It's pretty sweet. I saw a PBR truck out there and I got upset. Yeah, that's the neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. the company for I just had a bad experience. You know what it's like. You have a bad experience yeah. one time and it's over. Warm PBRs really, could In my whole life, I think I've only sent one beer back at a bar. And it oh, was just awful. awful. <laughs> it was so, like, wrong. I was like, you guys Dirty can't lines? serve this. Yeah. <laughs> You, you can pass. It's passing is acceptable. Yeah, well, but but drinking, passing before you drink is one thing. Having a gross beer is yeah. another thing. Yeah. Like, I hate diacetyl. That's yeah. my... That's my yeah. That works. Uh, favorite beer style. So you think uh, it's like maybe you go to or something like that? Um, I'm still... I still go into IPAs. Yeah. I still try them. I mean, I still, I mean, I still try a fair amount of New England's and everything. Yeah. Like yeah, I'm, I'm a hop head for life, so I yeah, I like, I like a good balance, at. a good balance of hops and you know a little malt. But uh, yeah, it doesn't have to be extreme. But I, I'm pale ale all the way. Yeah, yeah, love it. Opposite, least favorite. Maybe it doesn't mean you hate it. Half of license. I can't, I can't stand wheat beers. I think they smell funny. <laughs> yeah, it's just me. I, yeah, I just don't think they. It smell comes up. Like, it's what about Belgian more. beers? Some of those smell bad. It's, it's yeah. I can't. I don't. I don't like that banana esters. Honestly, yeah, cloves and stuff. <laughs> That's always been the one beer. I was like, I don't want this shit. 
That's my one. I'll yeah. choke it down if I have to, but <laughs> you prefer not to. Yeah, it doesn't like I said. It doesn't mean you hate it. Just like maybe you're like bottom of the preference. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't even. I don't, I don't even know. I don't even. I can't even say that. I try to give everything a chance. Well, you do, but like, I just know a happy. I'm I don't even like, know. Like mine would be like a barley wine. There's nothing anything wrong with them. Right. But like even this much of a barley wine, I'd be like, ah, it's like. I love barley wines and you know like estuary really estuary beers sometimes I like and sometimes I really love and sometimes I hate so I would probably be an estuary beer like something with too much banana you know but that's I don't think a barley wine should be drank until they're like five years old like I don't even like I'll get a cellar put it in your cellar I like when the hops fade and they get that sweetness that's what I think the best big grapey flavor or something yeah yeah that's kind of cool they just, they just, I don't know, the booze, this comes back to what we talked about before. Like, yeah. you just can't have, the fresh you get like a seven, whatever, I don't know what you call them, 750 mil, what is uh-huh. that? Yeah, yeah. we'll call them that. Yeah, 750, like, you ain't drinking that by yourself, you need like, like five people. Yeah, and if like, they're too fresh, I mean, they're, you they're sell off, it keeps growing, and all of a sudden, like, you got 200 beers in there, and, yeah. and you can't <laughs> drink any of them because you need to have a house party once a week. <laughs> I wouldn't have 200. That's what we have. One of my buddies has a cellar. <laughs> He has a stairway going up, and he made a little cellar. He cut a hole in the drywall under the stairs, put a bunch of beer in there, and then uh, drywalled over it. And oh, like, wow. put a date, like, break on this date. <laughs> That's pretty That's dedicated. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, so, like, get a sledgehammer. And yeah. Cut through the thing. The treasure. The treasure. <laughs> be a treasure. Uh, Desert Island beer. Stuck on an island. It's hot. They're going to bring you this beer in uh, the perfect serving temperature. They won't rescue you, but they're going to get you beer. <laughs> Sounds pretty good island, am I right? Oh, I think I'd have to have something I could drink a lot of if I was on a desert island. Yeah. <laughs> I would probably just pick yeah. Mexi because I feel like that's what I drink on the islands that I'm on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I was like, when I'm out on the water, I'm <laughs> We can pick the limes and change the flavor, but it's diverse. Oh, I like that. <laughs> Maybe the mango, maybe the coconut. Yeah, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it up. It's a good it open base to change it around so we yeah. won't get bored. <laughs> no one's upset that for us. There's no idea. Like um, beer trend predictions. What are the kids going to be drinking next? Well, we hope it's brute. Well, <laughs> yeah. Next. Better be. Yeah. I Who think, knows, I think man. it's not, you know, I, I don't know what's going to change soon. I mean, like, I've also uh, been goofing around with... Oh, grape must make it rosés and stuff like that I mean I don't see that taking over any style but it can definitely be one of the seasonal rotations that are fun to drink okay you know I yeah and then like yeah doing the whole uh, uh, New England Brute, that category is already a huge trend. That is, like I can't, I can't believe. I'm wondering what it's going to look like at GABF this year. Like how many entries are in that category? Did, I can't wait. Oh, I it's, it's like, like it's all of them. the New England. I think it's already up over like 600 or something. It's absurd. Oh that's all yeah. I'm drinking. Yeah, like and you know, <laughs> yeast burn. And and there's like the world to me has turned into a local, your local pub. So, like, yeah. as long as you can just go to your local pub, get a, get a fresh one, I think that, yeah. that that'll be around for a while. And then oh, I know yeah. that I haven't kept 
ours on all the time. We put little gaps in between them, but that gets people all excited too. Hundred <laughs> smart marketing. You can't have it all the time. Like the foot. The New England thing was just a, such a change, you know, because for the years, you know, especially if you've been around long enough, you were like, hazy beer is bad. Yeah. Cloudy is bad. That just means you don't know what you're doing. And then yeah. it definitely got to a point where guys did know what they were doing. And there was some, there was more science, like when Joe's explaining stuff, there's more science to it now than it, than it was. And then they are, they are solid. They just don't have the life shelf life that, no. they, that they need, but. They're great. But hops are an amazing thing. And, <coughs> yeah. once, and I feel like brewers are manipulating hops better than they ever have in the industry. Like back in the day, you know, yeah. it was either throw a ton, put more in, put more in. So yeah. Now they're dialing hop flavors in with um, all these different tropical flavored hops. Like today I was reading an email from a hop provider that has was asking if he if I wanted to try four new hops. And these four new hops had such interesting profiles, according to the description, yeah. that, they're, that I was like, hell yeah. Well, And, and I was like, what am I going to do with all these new tropical hot, experimental hops? Yeah. I was like, oh, maybe well, I'll just make some cloudy hops. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, like, because it's so fun to experiment. And, and having an outlet to do experiment hop experiments... Like back in the day, people were doing the smash beers, which yes. is single malt, single hop. Yeah. And they were like, they were like halfway built beers. You're like, oh, now I understand this malt and I understand this hop. But this experiment didn't really make that great of a beer. It just made me better at my job. But yeah. I don't really want to release this. Yeah. Uh, but with New England IPAs, I can do hop experiments all the time. And like put two combinations of hops or three combinations of hops that I think might go good with a base that people are willing to try it and stuff like that. I mean, I think yeah. it's great for a creative person to to have all these options now and have a style that you can really play with. Yeah, that's sick. Yeah. I never think of it like that. As far as like a like a, a, a canvas to kind yeah. of do things because there's so many like you know like other half in New York. Yeah. Like, they have a million versions, like the Daydream, whatever, and the Cinco, and Mosaic, but like every every single, like, eventually they're going to run out of stuff, like, to yeah. do, but there's so many, like, com- basically they're just combining different hops, like, you know, single ones, double And new ones. hops keep coming out all the time yeah, that you don't hear about yet. Out. So these guys, in years ago, it takes a long time for a hop farm to get to the point where they can actually sell the hops from the time they do the first, like, genetics experiments and stuff like that, but uh, it seems like every year there's... Yeah. three or four, three or four new, new hops that are yet to be named that the company like this that we buy so many hops is that YCH? yeah YCH yeah. The, the HBC four, four yeah, blah blah yeah, blah yeah. depending on what, whether we're there yeah. there's so many now and but more than just that Hopsteiner too and uh, there's a bunch of there's a bunch of great things to experiment in it's it's really good time to be it's a cool, hophead eh? yeah yeah. A good, good point. We actually did it a couple, few episodes ago. We did an episode with uh, hop farmers from Yakima Valley. Oh, nice. So they were, and that was from Yakima Chief Hops, where CH. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. They came from the wall out there, and they were explaining how it all works. Like it's fascinating to see. I didn't think about it. Like, these guys, all the hop farmers, grow a lot, sell them to them, and they actually uh, process them. Mm-hmm. They yeah. make the cryo hops, like the blue blue mm-hmm. powder and all that stuff, hop hash and and whatever whatever else different stuff. It's crazy the amount of uh, work that goes into it. And they said there's usually one hop that does take up to around 10 years of selective breeding to get to this right mm-hmm. thing. And he said the name of the 2019 hop, oh, I forgot, it starts with S. 
Mm, I don't know mm. what it is yet. Because like Laurel, I think Laurel was last year yeah, or this Laurel. year. L- yeah. This year, last that year. That was pretty good hop too. It's a great hop. Yeah. So they make that the exact same thing, but I think they start off, like you said, that like H, B, C, yeah. 602. Yeah. Yeah. It's just got like a number. Yeah, like a number <laughs> thing. It's super cool. Like it's, it's such a fascinating process. You don't really think about like how much work goes into creating it and why they can patent it and like mm-hmm. and it's a plant so like it's gonna taste different where you grow it like it's an Australian hop and a Colorado hop you can use the same genetics and you're gonna get two different things yeah soil Facts. process yeah. yeah the soil yeah. the water just everything about it like yeah Colorado's not the easiest place to grow anything yes uh, and before like it's not good for that type of stuff like it's just I mean there's great hop there's hops that grow great here but it's a short season and right. then you get all kinds of weird things like you get a you'll get a frost when you would not never expect it you know like it's already snowed in Colorado right at the mountain yeah uh, uh, not at this mountain but uh, in Pikes Peak like in Colorado Springs it's a 14er it had 14. it had it had uh, that's very Canadian though like 14 or <laughs> it had it's had snow like last month or last no, two yeah, weeks ago just a little bit ago yeah but yeah amazing. you never know when you yeah, know your crops are gonna die <laughs> die <laughs> yeah, they said they said to us that the crops like wet feet and dry heads so it has to yeah. be like moist ground but then not raining a lot. Yeah, so I think yeah. it's to do with the water tables or something. And yeah. I think that's why the Pacific And this is a desert. This is a desert. Because you want them to yeah. soil. You're, you're in the desert. I mean, there's trees out there all over the place, but it's a desert. <laughs> this is not what I expected it to look like. You're on the edge of the desert here. Yeah. yeah. I guess because of the man, New Mexico. You'll thing. go back through the mountains, but you're you're just a couple hours from real like, desert. Like, like Breaking yeah, Bad type desert. stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. That's what's really cool about this Four Corners region is you could go... Two hours in any direction, you're a total different ecosystem. That's cool. It's Yo, so awesome. Yeah. Is that is this the border with the four corner water thing? Yeah, yeah it's right it's there. So How far? Uh, maybe, I, don't I don't know, know but there's also the actual uh, four corners by an hour and a half. Yeah, and, and then Mesa Verde, you can see like ancient civilizations so, and stuff, yeah, and yeah. there's like yeah, that's cool. I don't know. It's really time. cool. God damn it! Just have to come back. Yeah. Like Colorado will be here. It'll be Colorado like, ain't going anywhere. Yeah. That's also another good episode. Colorado ain't going anywhere. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> dropping all the gems on us tonight. <laughs> Making my life easy. Um, Wait, should we drink this? Yeah, let's drink it. Okay. I want to see the pink here. Is it hazy? Well, let's see what the seller did. I'm just kidding. Let's see what the seller did. Oh, look how pink that. Why is it pink? Beats. Oh, that's right. After you- so this beer, um, I'm sorry I took so much, but hey, it's about time. Um, Go ahead. This beer, yeah, I'm all foamed up. <laughs> is um, Dave, Dave the owner. One thing he drinks, he's you know he's a health, like he's a health nut. Okay. One thing he drinks every day. Get the photo. Yeah, get the photo. Yeah. Oh, look at this. I like this. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I'm like, just in case, I need this in my life. I need more people to let me know. Last one. <laughs> the more ridiculous the face, the better. Um, <laughs> Thank you. For so this one that. has beets, okay. carrots, ginger, and apples. Okay. It's also been kettle soured. That is tart and... Yeah, it's pretty high. It's like, Ooh, I love is it. it eight? Total acidity was a measurement Jeez. that we used to check to, it's a little more in-depth than P, uh, pH. So this has a, a pretty high total acidity. That is crazy. And to balance with all those flavors and 
It was inspired by Dave's uh, morning drink. That's what you oh like a juice. Yeah, like he'll he's a, he has actually I use his juicer to juice yeah, the ginger. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so he was he every morning he'd have I mean, beef, had a, ginger, carrots, and apples. Right. And so like we just decided let's. And we also that had a, a guy it. from oh California email us that we knew, and he, this is a, a lyric from a Fishbone song. Oh yeah, the, that's the what they lyric get. was the world's gonna sink in a pink vapor stew. We were yeah. like, oh, that a couple of years ago, playing at the party. Our headliner, a couple <laughs> so years we were ago. Like, <laughs> we were right. Like, oh, they're are they a ska? Are they ska band? Is that what they are? They're or they like, like ska punk. Okay. Ish, but so we were like, like how we should have them play, <laughs> and then we should we should make the beer. So that's, that's how fantastic. it came out. Yeah, we did make this beer, but anyways, it was it was inspired by the drink also yeah. and uh, <laughs> uh, obscure reference. Yeah, I love the obscure reference. This is honestly fantastic. This is obviously <laughs> Dave is also a music fanatic. I don't know, but oh, you I can't tell it here. Just... But he's it's fun to listen to music with him and talk to music about him. He's yeah. he's totally always been. He's he's a big fan. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. beautiful. Um, favorite up and coming breweries. Uh, Doesn't have to be Colorado, but it can be. Well, I know of. I like Ratio in Denver. Okay. Yeah, we did a collaboration um, with them. Those it guys was are great. pretty cool. They're kind of punk rock. They're a little bit like younger yeah, versions of us. So. Yeah. <laughs> I like them a lot. Ratio, okay. Um, they have a beer called D-R-U, if that rings any bells. D-A-U. D-A-U? Mm-hmm. Jawbreaker reference. Oh, yeah. It's a band. Yeah, yeah. no, we're hip-hop people. <laughs> yeah. I don't know anything about these Is stuff. there a hip-hop brewery in Denver guys? I don't know about it. Kind of fun. What? Is there? I think there isn't one. Shockingly, yeah. yeah. I think Monkish is the only one. Seriously. And then up. Again. Well, is it true? A punk uh, is uh, metal. True's oh, a heavy metal. They're good. True's a. Uh, oh. Trying to think if I've bumped any any breweries over the way. Is There's that the that TRV one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. I saw that. Okay, yeah, what? Yeah, they. I've heard the pretty yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of great stuff coming. Okay. Um, favorite beer city, destination, or country? Where do you go for good beer? Cool. <laughs> yeah, you're in it. That's key. Yeah. You're in it. Hey. <laughs> Why did we leave? Yeah. <laughs> I recently went um, for uh, Scott is really good to the employees. For one of my anniversaries of being an employee here, okay. uh, they sent me and everyone else who's been here for that long a time on um, a trip. And every 10 years and every five years here, you get sent to a trip. And 10 years, we'll send, they'll send you to a brewery in another country. Nice. And um, five years, they'll send you to breweries in, in the main, on the mainland. So I uh, went to Allagash oh, not I too long ago. And, yeah. And, you know, they have that cool ship. And yeah, cool. yeah. the stuff that uh, they were doing out there uh, with their sour project was so amazing, and everything from his table beer, yeah, which table is great. was so good, to his pro- all his project and the fruit beers and everything. I mean, Allagash is probably I really respect the way that company is ran and the flavors that they're making. So, so yeah, it's really it, I was really stoked to get sent there. And hang out with the head brewer and, you know, party with them for a couple of days and stuff and drink all the stuff. And it was great. That's amazing. Mine I really good. expect Allagash. Love it. Great answer. Carla, do you have one? Oh, man. I'm just somewhere you like to go. Me? Yeah. I get to travel all over. So it's really hard for me. I, so he wants to go to the beach. 
Yeah, anyway. <laughs> it's funny part is like, I, I've always just been able to find like fun in all the cities I get to go to, so I never really choose a destination. Yeah. <laughs> I just like it. Yeah. I mean, Stockholm and Sweden is good and the breweries there are starting to really step up. Yeah, I'm the ball is awesome. And it's kind of fun to like be in an area where it's like... I would hate to, I don't want to, I hate to use the word behind but like different and they're yeah. it's just burgeoning and they're, they're, they're it's coming up and it's like cool to see like stuff happening that you saw happen once before <laughs> in yeah. another place <laughs> right so a little fun. bit like behind yeah I mean, but like, like oh, you've seen it and now I remember like when this was happening to all of us <laughs> that's cool actually you're yeah. part of that again you're like well it's like double time <laughs> that's <laughs> so a good I point time in Stockholm and some of those cities and then I mean, I think Denver's as good as anywhere, and San Diego, they're all great. San Diego yeah. is a great place to drink beer. The best, yeah. Yeah. I should say the best, sorry. Everybody's the best. You're not going to offend us. Yeah, you don't offend us. <laughs> Everybody's the best. You have a few people. Oh, my gosh, the best. Okay, yeah. yeah. San Diego's awesome, too. It's hot. This country, that's why, they're the two places. This is why this is a bucket list for us, because it was San Diego and Colorado. We were the two yeah. in San Diego mm-hmm. last year. Denver Mall was a bucket list one. Um, you know what it was, but now it's so like now we go, we go like yeah. every other week. But you know, like breweries. we've had there's Cause some really great breweries in Albuquerque. You know, like Lacubre yeah. and Marble. They're putting out some killer IPAs and some stuff, and so it's like it's like you can't go anywhere and yeah, I'm not like get well, and, and then people everywhere. yeah, and experienced brewers move to other breweries and and make yeah. and make the their breweries better. Like yeah, and there's some cool guys coming out of Phoenix these days. And I was just in Minneapolis, and there's a couple new guys starting up and. You know, just pub stuff, and I, you know, and they're all doing pretty well. So yeah. it's hard to know what is going on in the pub world, dude, because you got to go to the pub. Yeah, you got to go. You to know, the it's pub. like <laughs> I, I wish you had time to just travel. And yeah, some have, people get to maybe do just do a yeah, beer podcast. <laughs> oh yeah, I get it. <laughs> 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 wrong way. Recipe Wait a minute, <laughs> you're ruining everything. <laughs> We're starting another one. I'm going to compete. <laughs> yeah. I'll help you out. It's okay. It's not for a lot of us. Not that many podcasts. We always need more. It is cool. You're right. I definitely need to uh, keep going to the places to actually do it. And that's a, my favorite thing is beer tourism is so sick. There's so many places I've been to that I never thought I'd really go to because initially because of beer. And you thought like Vermont. I was like, I, don't know. I grew up on the other side of the world. And like, yeah. it was never even even know it existed. And then people were like, oh, there's all these like Hill Farmstead and like, Alchemist and all these things are from mm-hmm. there. And you start going and you're like, oh my, this, it was crazy. It's just like a, it's, it seems like here just a little less dry, I guess. Yeah. A few more trees, but I'm like, it's just so yeah. cool. Like, it's just you get to go to experience places and, and you know, meet all these people that you wouldn't because of it. So beer tourism in and of itself is just such a cool thing. I yeah. Mean, like That's a, why I love the beer community too. Like moving the conference to a different town every year, except for they come to Denver every four years. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> which is yeah. fine. Yeah. I, I can, the travel expense is cheaper, but uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah nice just just having the conference all over kind of really likes you see because yeah. the same owner they're not like switching owners every year they go into these things you might as well like move it to a different town and you know make it a, it's interesting for thing. everybody right and yeah, yeah touring new breweries like Philly and this last one was in Nashville, Nashville yeah and like you know it's been in Austin yeah the Austin, Austin one was fun crazy you just go I think you can always find something good in all those places, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Literally, I think you can go anywhere now, at least in this country, and get bad beer. Like, there's always a great option in yeah. almost any city or, even, or town right. yeah. in the country. And isn't that, that's a pretty cool place to be in. And, you yeah. know, I, I, I don't know about out of the state, but 
it seems like in Colorado that uh, everywhere I've worked, everyone in town will help each other to make their beers better. Like Always. we're such good friends with yeah. the other yeah. brewers in town. Like we we started a thing in Durango that um, once a month, one of our five breweries hosts a party. And you gotta host. You gotta buy the beer and get some apps. And all the brewers are coming to your house, and we're gonna party in your place. And when we're not, we're gonna talk shop, and we're gonna just catch up, and we're not gonna be serious, and we're just gonna maintain instead of having the competition, the friendships and the yeah. camaraderie and stuff. So that's <clears throat> something we do here, and I feel like a lot of places everywhere I've worked in Colorado is like uh, people will help each other. To make their breweries better instead of like having just cutthroat competition, right? Which I think is another cool thing about the brewer, the brewers at least. Yes, I don't know about the sales guys. Yeah, but uh, the They're brewers like each other. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we do our best. <laughs> People competition. Man. Yeah, well, that shelf space. Yeah. That skew. Uh, well, I just need to borrow your ingredient, so yeah. we can't be enemies. <laughs> we try. You know, we try to do our not like cutthroat. You know, I mean, it's just it's it's not the way to do it. It's not gonna right. work. You know. Yeah, I love it. Um, it's totally exactly how it is. Every most places, uh, all the brewers are always mm-hmm. with each yeah. other, and uh, it's just like such a it's a cons- the most consistent thing I've noticed is that everyone is super cool with each other and mad supportive of the other fellow breweries, and you can give them a bottle. Yeah, what, have you used this yeast before? Like, how does this work? And yeah, you get they'll the totally answers. spill their guts for yeah. see what you would think another business would be like proprietary oh, recipes. Hundred percent. Yeah, that's the coolest thing. Uh, under bless you. Thank you. Underrated style brewery, city or country. Just something that's underrated. Uh. <coughs> well, like I was saying, like I thought that. Yeah. Maine and Massachusetts. I living in Durango or living in Colorado for so long. I never really drank up there, and when I left the East Coast a long time ago. I, I didn't really like what was going on in the beer world there, but um, I feel like the eastern, the northeast has re- really, when I was up there, I, re- I didn't have anything that I didn't like. I was really impressed by a, the, an area that doesn't get a bunch of noise from down, down here. here. Yeah. Huh. But that's just because that's where I went there last year. So Yeah. I... Uh... I honestly think New Mexico is a bit underrated. Yeah. I think there's quite a few guys down there that make quite a real good mm-hmm. beer. Yeah, there's that too. And it's chill as fuck down there. Yeah. Too. <laughs> yeah. It's really gonna go. It's so cool that it's so close to you guys. And uh, I mean, in style wise, I kind of I've I I fought with Joe a little bit on this. Is I think it's harder to make a a decent like lagerish traditional beer where the flaws really pop out. Yeah. And I think that's underrated style. That's that, that's kind of it needs to be taken back from the bigger guys like yeah. <laughs> just cause they've made some shitty ones over the years doesn't mean we can't Have like this was good. a good example like we don't like Corona but we can make one that's better yeah. <laughs> you know so it's like why not you why, know, not? why not do that it's on the way back though that's one of the, <laughs> the good things I've noticed that it's like it's getting better and, and better like, our Oktoberfest was just along that good solid traditional Oktoberfest line but it has to be clean and it has to be right or it'll just fall apart you know quickly and that's yeah. I think that's underrated that 
I don't want those skills to be lost on some of the stuff that's happening. <laughs> yeah, and it's yeah. fun to use the best ingredients and tr- instead of like yeah. pinching every penny. We're just like, yeah, everything, like our Oktoberfest, we're like 100% German malt. We're not, you know, going to mess around and try and like save a couple pennies here and yeah. there if we can make it better. Yeah, 100%. The great answer. <clears throat> uh, best beer you ever drank in your life. This is like the situational one. Maybe you were in, you know, climbing a mountain or just finished mountain biking and then... Nothing to do with mountains. Uh, oof. I know, right? I've done a lot. Is there any specific moment that stands out? Oh, man. Well, well one of my favorite beers was uh, me and a bunch of guys. Uh, we, we did a mountain bike ride from Telluride to Moab, which is a couple, yeah. which is crossing over from one state to another state over these mountain passes and nice. like climbing, like I forgot, some 5,000 some feet uh, with people. Half of the squad was from Ska and half of the people were from Avery Brewing and just had a great, great trip and climbed this pass that was crazy mountain bike ride and then getting getting yeah. to our little hut and we had someone go ahead come go ahead and stock it up with beer that was like one of my favorite beers just because it was with brewers so doing yeah. like yeah climbing a mountain on a mountain bike you know, i've done road bike rides with these guys yeah like, here's the top of the pass or for, i mean i've done the grand canyon i've kayaked the grand canyon twice so like those beers are always good those are awesome, right? <laughs> yeah. how do you, you ration those rap? beers when you get to the big rap <laughs> you finish up you're like ooh, that's a good one that <laughs> that's exactly the answer i was looking for <laughs> so then slightly different your favorite beer of all time so maybe there's a beer that's like like has a special place for you that you just like you know it's just like this is my favorite beer for me it's probably odell's ipa it's just an IPA that I I wasn't too keen on them, you know. My first, you know, coming, you know, when I was started, it was a lot of the ambers and light ales, and you know, and then I tried Odell's, and I was like, oh, this is this is good. Like I could get into the IPA thing, and then you know, yeah. <laughs> it starts going, you know. So that's probably the one that switched me over to IPAs and stuff. Nice, it's a good one. Mine's probably like in the late nineties. A co-worker of mine who now owns Trinity Brewing Company in Colorado Springs made a cuvee Mm -hmm. by uh, having mixed culture, uh, Brett, PDO uh, barrels. He blended a a stout with a Scottish and then um, in a barrel and then uh, soured it. And this was like way back in the... When it was um, like uh, Arthur, Lauren, and this guy making and and uh, and uh, Russian River, uh, no one was really doing these style of beers. But this cuvee that Jason made, yeah, yeah. like back way twenty years ago, <laughs> I was like, "This is something I've never had before." It was a blend of some really amazing sour beers and. I, I still haven't had one that I, that I liked as much as that one again, but I'm I'm looking forward to making something like that in the future because uh, it just really yeah. changed my whole like like mindset about sour beers. 
That's it. Oh, remember Il Vecino's IPA too? That's another one. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Local one. Brady. There was a little pub that's called Wet Mountain IPA, and it's this little wood fire pizza shop, and they came out of New Mexico, and then they started in Salida, Colorado, and they were making an IPA that was so dank and good. It was called it was Wet Mountain IPA. Wet Mountain IPA, and it was probably ten years ahead of all the yeah, was, IPA craze. Yeah, yeah, this is old. This is old people reminiscing. Yeah. None of these beers are around. Oh, Wait, it's not even El Vecino. The legendary Tom Hennessy were here. He would make you guys look young. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But that IPA was like... the guy who first made that beer. Yeah. Yeah. It was really good. Wet Mountain IPA was a good one, too. Fuck, I'll have two. (laughs) Two works. Two works. Frankenbrewer. Frank, yeah. Yeah. He's got a reputation for... Okay. Just making stuff work. Making stuff work <laughs> with a, like with a bit not a large investment. He was good at opening breweries like that. Way. Yeah, okay. I love it. Um, first beer you ever brewed? So have you ever brewed? I've brewed a little bit with these guys. It would be at Ska. So it was anything that I've any one of these pinstripes that I've helped out with over gotcha. the years. So that's pretty good. Straight to pro, Joe. <laughs> That's a better question for Joe. <laughs> I'm trying to remember like where I homebrewed first, but I don't know. We were into because I was living in Florida. I was into like dark beers because no one liked them. So it probably was a stout, just because you can buy all the other stuff. Okay. And yeah, that was with a a, a professional brewer at the time, and uh, he let me use his equipment. And he ended up hiring me to wash kegs, and then now here I am. Okay. <laughs> here I am. That's the same. <laughs> right there? Yeah. Um, death row beer and meal pairing. <laughs> final beer, final meal pairing. Oh, shit. <laughs> what did I get? Well, I don't know. I would probably get a steak and a big old sour beer or something, or just something yeah. weird like that. I don't even... Hmm, I don't know. No, I'd have to go try some kind of crazy seafood. Okay. Or just pizza. Just, just fucking Simple. Pizza. <laughs> I'm off you. Oh. It'd probably just be some IPA. Yeah. Decent one. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Keep it safe. Straightforward. Of course, burritos. We pretty much love the burritos. Yeah, so. just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> the burrito and a Mexi lager. You're right. Bad. <laughs> but what do you need? I keep going, going back. Anyway. I love it. What's your favorite hop? Oh, man. I kind of like the mosaic these days. Yeah. Anything yeah. with this mosaic in it? Yeah. Yeah, and we haven't had mosaic here for a mi- minute. I was thinking about yeah. getting some, but I've been using like a lot of uh, Galaxy and stuff, yeah. and I really like the tropical, tropicalness of the Galaxy. And uh, mixed with certain other hops, I really feel like it, it's a great hop to use if you yeah. want some big tropical flavors. It's a it's a bully. It like pushes them all down. Yeah. Right. That's why I like yeah, and <clears throat> balancing Strange. is right. Yeah, balance is key. I think that Australia's got uh has been making or has been importing some interesting hops lately that uh that have really like made the tropical scene really nice. Yeah, Big Seeker yeah. and Aloe are both great. Fantastic. Kiwis the one are doing pretty good too. Nelson yeah, yeah. and uh, Rakao. Yeah. Know, all them joints. Um, last one. What's your favorite adjunct? What do you like to add to beer? Lactose, lactose. Yes. You like rice, right? Wow. I've used uh, 
<laughs> well, I don't know. Like with this pink vapor stew, I think that beets is something that uh, with the first time we made the beet beer, I, I, I'm friends with a beet farm, a local beet farmer. Okay. <laughs> so, so he gave, actually it's this hat I'm wearing. It's Field the Plate. It's uh, Max Fields and James Plate um, on a farm just right down the road. And so he donated beets, as many beets as I wanted to, uh, to make that first PVS and like, I liked flaked adjuncts in there, flaked corn, flaked wheat, stuff okay. like that to make, to make these lighter beers and stuff. But I think that beets is an adjunct that we experimented with this and like to get a little bit of earthiness, but not overdo it and get a lot of color was kind of fun to play with as, yeah. as instead of the typical adjunct. Yeah, that's a good one because it is. Sometimes beet is overly earthy. It yeah. just kind of tastes like dirt. Sometimes mm-hmm. I've had like some yeah. serious beet beers that are like intense, like still well made, but it's like it's like too much. Whereas this, I didn't taste it. But it right. just added well, we raised the ginger level enough so it would no, kind offset. of offset that kind of way. The way you make a malt and a hop balance, you can use other flavors and to. to to like balance other flavors and then put those two next to the other hot flavors and <laughs> right and you got this symphony yeah and and takes a couple times to figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> fun, right? yeah no I'm, and that's I'm glad it takes a couple times because I need yeah I gotta be honest boys thank you so much for joining me Really appreciate thank it. Thank you, man. That was fun. Thank you. Yeah, it was a lot. Thank you so much. Where can we find Scar Brewing online? Uh, we did this before. www.scarbrewing.com. <laughs> yes, scarbrewing.com. <laughs> and social media? Uh, Come on. At Scar Brewing. At Scar Brewing. Brewing. At Scar Brewing on all of it. Do you want anyone to follow you guys individually or it's just, you know? Oh, uh, I'm Scar Brewing. Arlo on all of it. Like Instagram Everything. and Twitter and Facebook and all that stuff. So Perfect. Or I don't have a you know, I really don't. I really don't have social media. <laughs> you know what? You're worried about the beer, and that's where we want your attention. Off the, he's off the world. Oh, that's it. I ain't got time for that. I gotta go snowboarding. <laughs> <laughs> Mountains. Mountains. Um, guys, thank you much. Thank you so much for watching and listening. If you enjoyed the episode, smash the thumbs up. Hit subscribe below and hit the notification bell so you know when the new episodes drop. Follow us on social media at BAOS Podcast and check out the long form audio so you can hear extraordinarily attractive gentlemen like these two right here <laughs> talk about craft beer and mountains. And hilarious. <laughs> and hilarious. That's start adding that one in. I might have yeah. multiple adjectives. Yeah. Yeah. No, start doing three. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll work on it. Um, talk about all the good stuff. Uh, follow us on Spotify. We're out there. Uh, Apple Podcasts, rate, review, subscribe. You know the deal. Thanks again, guys. Cheers. Hello. Nice.